Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I hope that you are doing well. It certainly is. I know I keep mentioning this, but I feel like I need to keep mentioning it because we're living it, aren't we? It certainly is a roller coaster ride of energy that we're finding ourselves in at the moment. So if you are finding it really difficult, please know you're not alone. Uh, I too am finding it really difficult and then today uh, some of the students on the Mediumship Matters Spiritual School have been messaging in the chat saying they are finding it really difficult also so please know this too shall pass we will get through it and uh, yeah you're not on your own and you're not doing anything wrong so just give yourself what you need. I certainly wanted to start today, and we'll see how long I waffle on for before uh, time runs out, about uh, some of the stuff that's been coming up for me recently that I think is kind of interesting. (laughs) Hopefully you agree. If not, you're in for a long 40 minutes. (laughs) Um, But the first thing I want to talk about goes back to this age-old conversation we've had on this podcast many times about money. 
And uh, I'm still working on my money manifestation guilt slash, I don't know, I can't decide where I sit with it. Uh, the ethics, the ethics of charging for mediumship. Now, undoubtedly, as a fact, I can tell you that once I started charging for more for my mediumship, the quality of my clients and my sitters went up. That is undeniable. But I still feel guilty. And then I, I just... I just don't know where I sit with it. Someone uh, commented on one of my uh, adverts for one of my shows and said, you charge over £20 for a, a demonstration. There's no medium that has ever lived that is worth more than £20 for a demonstration. And I was feeling a little bit spicy that day. So I replied with, well, you don't have to come, Richard, <laughs> which really set him off. It's not a good idea. Just block trolls, guys. Um, and, but it did. It triggered me, as it always does, this kind of, well, am I making it inaccessible? Am I making it unaffordable to people? I don't want to hold people away from their loved ones. But I also want people that really want a reading. I don't want to work with people who aren't that bothered. When I, um, and I've probably mentioned this before, but I was talking to my spirit-led Reiki class the other day and saying, when I first started doing Reiki and I did loads and loads of practice healing on people for free, not one of those people continued their healing journey with me when I was charging a very nominal amount, not one. And not one of them got the impact or the effects from the healing that people who paid for it did because they weren't invested in it. They weren't working with the energy. They, yeah. So it's funny how it comes up again and again for me because I just can't seem to heal the guilt of, uh, you know, because I got into healing because I wanted to help people. And finding, and finding that line. And I know people will be saying you can charge for your time. And yes, you can. But I still, I'm still, you know, in that. Anyway, then we have some of the experiences that I have had recently, which I just think bear talking about. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, I did a night at a spiritualist church spiritualist center and uh it was very interesting to me they only charge i think five pounds a ticket that is really poor from a business point of view because from a business point of view they should be charging as a minimum what i charge as a minimum because otherwise from a business perspective i've got two events in the same area uh, and one is from £20 a ticket and one is from £4. So it would, using that kind of logic, it would make sense, wouldn't it, that um, they standing room only. And it wasn't. <laughs> In fact, they hardly had anyone there. And they didn't take payment up front. And so a lot of people didn't turn up when the night actually happened. And it was a bit awkward and a bit dead. And I had that happen. And I thought, Okay, well, I'm I'm not going to do any more centres or anything like that. And then I suggested to my dear friend that we do a charity night for her daughter. Uh, there's a charity locally that has really helped her granddaughter. 
And I thought it'd be nice to give something back. So, of course, working for free again, I didn't charge charge the centre and I didn't charge the charity, obviously. And the charity did nothing with it. They, I mean, my friend was devastated. They didn't share it on their social media until we asked them to. They didn't contact local newspapers, local radio stations or anything like that and... and uh, advertise it. In fact, when my friend went to their centre and mentioned it to the staff, their own staff didn't know about it. They didn't put it out in the parent newsletter. And it turned out on the day of the demonstration that they had put the wrong address on all the ticket sales. So we weren't even sure that people were going to turn up to the right place. It wasn't under the events listing of their website. And then the staff who was supposed to be bringing their card machine didn't turn up until five minutes after the event, after I was supposed to be on stage. And it really has got me thinking, both of these things, and there's some other things that have happened as well, about people who love to say to you when you're a medium, you should be working for free. You should not be not be charging this is a gift you shouldn't keep people away from their loved ones but then when you give them opportunities to do great things they don't take it they could have made an absolute killing that charity and they didn't in fact the majority of the ticket sales were through my friend and through me and it's just really disappointing and I think it's a fascinating place to be where on one hand you've got people telling you off for being greedy, on the other hand when you try and do things to help people and help, help local centres and help local charities, they're not running with it. So I've had to change my write-up on my website now with my uh, requirements if you want me to work for free. This is what you're going to need to do. Um, because otherwise, it's, it's, it's not worth my time if you're not going to make the most of it. I'd rather be at home with my family. Uh, it's very, yeah, very interesting. And just trying to play around in that space. And um, I've been trying to run my business like a proper business, which is painful and dull, if I'm honest. And <clears throat> really looking at uh, my demonstrations and seeing because... As we know, Facebook have done all these changes now, so it's costing me huge amounts of money to sell tickets. What with Eventbrite or ticket tailor fees, card processing fees, advertising fees, staff to help and, and venue costs, I am making way, way less than I used to. It's costing me between... 10 and 12 pounds on average per ticket to actually run an event and they're not selling out like they used to so it's an interesting time and an interesting space to be in and I think there must be some lessons in there about self-value and perhaps my money manifestation woes are coming back to get me once more but it's interesting to think about. Another interesting thing that has happened this week has been a really fantastic bit of magic from a spirit. So I went in to do a reading for a client yesterday and there were two other people in the waiting room. So I let my client in and I said, do you happen to know this person and this person? And she went, yes. And I went, 
can I just ask why they're in the waiting room? Readings are one-on-one. And she said, oh, I had an email from your system and it said you could invite guests. And I went, well, it shouldn't have. And she went, well, I definitely did. And I went, oh, okay. I I said, it does say one-on-one reading though, doesn't it? And she said, yep, yep, it does. But, you know, I got that email, so I went for it. And I went, okay. She went, do you want me to tell them they can't come in? And I said, no, no, we'll give it a go. Um, You know, it might just impact the energy. We'll see what happens. So they came in and... um, as always, I asked who they wanted to hear from and it was the, the sitter's mother and um, I got her through and she was talking to me about a ring and her daughter said, oh, you, when you read for me before you were talking about a ring, I don't know what you're talking about. If there was a necklace, I'd understand a necklace. Are you sure it's not a necklace? And I said, no, it's definitely not a necklace. It's a ring. I could feel it on my finger and she said, no, sorry. And I went back to the spirit and the spirit was ring, ring, ring. And I was like, I'm still getting ring. I don't know why. I went and now I'm reaching and seeking. So it's not going to work the way that it should. Um, I'll have to give up. And then the aunt, the extra, pipes up. And the aunt says, oh, well, could it be... And then proceeds to tell this amazing story about the ring and how the grandfather had bought the ring for the grandmother when she was pregnant and given it to her. He'd skip lunch to pay for the deposit for weeks on end. He'd skip lunch to save the money up for that ring because she'd admired that ring. And then he finally got it on the day that their daughter was born and he placed it on her stomach while before she went into labour and gave it to her. And that was the day the daughter was born, who was the mother who I was getting hold of. And it was her birthday that day. And now it would have been amazing. You know, I dream about the day when I can do with my meanership and say, right, I've got this and I know it's to do with this date and bring all that in. That would be amazing. And I would love to be able to do that. I just couldn't do it for that piece of evidence. But... Spirit obviously knew that I couldn't because they brought the aunt in. And then we're talking about mugs. And I said, your mum's mentioning a a China mug to me, but it's got real feeling behind it. Nope, don't understand the mug. Don't understand the mug. And yet again, the aunt pipes up. Well, I've just been at your brother's house. And um, in all of his China, there is one mug that used to belong to your mum. And I know he's really struggling without her. And there's a lot of emotion going on there. And it made me feel very emotional when I saw it there in his cupboard. And she was explaining the mug. And I thought, Okay, there we go. I obviously needed that aunt to be there to interpret these bits of evidence that I was able to receive. And then later on, the client emailed me. I do have their permission to share this story, just so you know. And she said, oh, Hannah, um, I've looked for the email that said I could invite people. I can't find it. And I just thought that was even more magical. That spirit had obviously intervened And yeah, it was uncomfortable for me at the beginning until I got settled into it because I'm not used to working like that. But actually, what an amazing, magical gift was this mother getting her sister and her granddaughter into the Zoom. There was a very special message for her granddaughter, which I won't go into because it's private, but very special message for the granddaughter. 
Her sister was able to interpret these two very key and very meaningful pieces of evidence as as to why they were important and why it made sense. And I thought that was just rather lovely, if I'm honest. So I wanted to share that with you. And the other thing that I've been playing around and thinking about this week is, you know how I was talking recently about death and how there are many deaths and we have to learn to grieve different versions of ourselves and different periods of our lives and that there isn't just the one physical death. There are multiple deaths that we go through as part of our human experience. Well, I started thinking about all of these people that I have had the honour of speaking to on my podcast and all of these wonderful interviews and all of these incredible listener stories that you guys send in. And I started thinking about how it's not always just a physical death that opens up your mediumship, but it does appear like there needs to be some sort of catalyst to open you up if you're not one of those people that was aware of spirit throughout your childhood and just chatting to them merrily. If you're like the rest of us, there seems to be a catalyst event. You know, like, um, I keep seeing this on TikTok, um, origin stories for villains, you know, that the catalyst event that sends them down the villain path Well, I think there's a catalyst event that sends you down the mediumship path. And I was just wondering what yours is. I'd love it if you could WhatsApp me and let me know or message me on Facebook and let me know what your what your canon canon event. That's what they're called. Well done, spirit. What your canon event was for mediumship, because mine was my grandfather coming through, no doubt. But. It was actually at a time when I was very lost, very unhappy and very broken and really questioning whether it was worth it, all of this horrible life that we find ourselves in. That was my canon event, was just shitty thing after shitty thing happening by shitty people because I was experiencing the frequency of my vibration which was very low Um, and so I was experiencing the manifestation of the frequency that I was at but I needed that frequency to push me into looking for more so what what was yours because I bet there was one Um, And if there wasn't, let me know too, because I could be completely wrong on this theory. But I just keep thinking about it. I keep thinking that it's very rare for someone who's on the mediumship development journey. I don't know if I've met anybody who's been on the mediumship development journey without some sort of canon event. And for some of you, it will be the loss of somebody and the feeling of their continued presence with you. And for some of you, it will be like it was for me, which was dying and not physical death, but your own death, the death of who you were and what you thought your life was going to be and how it ended up being, that death. It's just interesting to think about. Do we believe that there needs to be some sort of event, like a great cracking, a great cracking open of what you thought you knew in order for something else to flood in and fill you? 
because that's certainly how it's been for me. You, you know, I never looked back from the minute it came in, but it came in at a time which, which was very dark. And you would think that it had come in, it would have come in before it got to that point, but it didn't. Did it need to get dark? Did I need to hit rock bottom to be cracked open to find more? Let me know what you think. Uh, record me a voice note if you're feeling really brave, please. Um, and if not, then uh, drop me a message. But let me know. I'd love to know what your event was that set you off. Next up, I have a listener question from Cheryl. Hi, Hannah. It's Cheryl. I have a question for your podcast this week <clears throat> about dementia. I work in a care home with dementia residents and we see a lot of um, the residents talking about loved ones, thinking that loved ones are in their room, being in their room, visiting them, etc. And it's got me thinking whether you think these residents are perhaps also seeing spirit um, or is it just their illness? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for messaging. So I personally, at this time, believe that people with dementia are often one foot in the spirit world. I actually find that people with dementia are more connected to spirit. So I believe, just as a little aside, that towards the end of people's lives, the veil thins, however that works. And I think the veil is within us um, and not is not an external energy. It's a belief thing, you know, just like you experience spirit more easily when you're falling asleep because your active part of your brain is resting. The part that creates the resistance is finally silenced. It's the same with moving towards the end of your life. You, you There's a softening there. And there's a hope there. And that is why people are suddenly aware of their loved ones. It's not that their loved ones haven't been there the whole time. You know, the whole time that you had cancer treatment over the last five years, your loved ones weren't there, but suddenly they're there for the last week of your life. It's that you are allowing yourself to experience them. And so when you look at people with dementia, um, I believe that part of the brain that creates the resistance is the part that is impacted by dementia. So actually makes for the individual, the, the mediumistic experience much more real and much easier. And so, yes, I do believe that they are experiencing their loved ones and their loved ones are with them, just as your loved ones are with you, as my loved ones are with me. But because of their mental state and where they there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. They are at. It is easier for them to experience them and see them. They're realer to them than they are to us because they haven't got the resistance of the human brain. And as a little aside, I have only twice, but I have actually done spirit links with people who are still living, uh, but are suffering deeply with dementia. And their loved one has been like, how have you managed to get them through? They're still alive. And I think it's because their soul is is one foot back in the spirit world, so to speak. And so you're able to communicate with them. Um, I don't think that the soul is sort of trapped in the suffering body. But that's just a theory and can't be proven. So find your own way with it and be open to seeing something differently. But that's how it appears to me. And it's the same for me when you get somebody um, that passes in horrible circumstances they are always show to me that they don't experience the horror the soul is, goes before that happens which I think is kind of amazing really such a fascinating thing to think about but yeah basically they're resistance free they're in a full state of surrender if they're in if they have dementia um, and so they just experience things like children which is why children often communicate with spirit much more easily than us because they haven't learned to doubt it's just natural to them they see them they're there so they are there and wouldn't it be amazing if we weren't all cut off from that I'm not sure it'd be what we signed up for, but wouldn't it be amazing nonetheless? Next up, I have a listener question from Victoria and she says, Hello, Hannah. I've recently started listening to your podcast. It's the first podcast I've listened to and I love it. I became profoundly interested in the spirit world after losing my darling mum last year and in the last nine months or so have found myself on a new spiritual path and it's quite amazing. It's changed something within me which feels beautiful and incredible. Anyway, I digress. Listening to episode 11 of your podcast tonight, you spoke about talking to and having conversations with our spirit guides. Incidentally, I did lesson four today of a week of spiritual unfoldment, meeting your spirit guide, and I've been eager to know who mine are, so that particular lesson was a treat. I just wanted to ask, when you talk about having conversations with our spirit guides, do you always talk to them out loud? I have done this recently, but I just wondered, if can we also communicate with them if we talk to them in our mind? Can they still hear and understand us? I'm sure they probably can, but wanted to know your take on this, please. That's all for now. Sorry it took me so long to get there. It didn't at all. That's nothing, Vicky. Um, so... Funnily enough, Victoria, I do believe that you can just talk to them in your head. It's very similar to, you know, when you have an argument with somebody and then you think of something blinding that you could have said afterwards and you replay it in your mind and you go, well, I would never do that, Sharon, because of X, Y, Z. And they they are completely gagged and you're like, ha, 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 what a great comeback. Um, it's exactly the same as that. <laughs> So I probably slightly less aggressively speak to my guides in 
in my head always always have not out loud um very much just like hey how you doing guys in my head and of course that sometimes means that I'm mid-conversation with them and I start daydreaming. If I'm doing a meditation visualisation, all of a sudden I'll find myself thinking about something that I'm annoyed about from 2007 and then I'll be like, oh, sorry, I was mid-sentence with my guides. But that's how it works for me. I don't need to say it out loud. Thank goodness, because I think about all the crazy places I've had communications with my spirit guide and, you know, I'd look a bit of a nutter anyway. Sometimes I laugh at their jokes in supermarkets and stuff like that and get get funny looks from people. I can only imagine what would happen if I was having a one-sided conversation out loud. So for me, um, it's always about ease of relationship, keeping it um, flowing, keeping it less pressured. And that comes from just having a lovely chat with your guides and and not needing to be saying it out loud or in a special place. You can talk to them as you're out on a dog walk. You can talk to them whilst doing your shopping. You can talk to them whilst making soup in your kitchen. And they will always answer you. It just depends whether you hear them or not. Hope that that helps. Thanks for asking a question. Okay, next I have an email from Stephanie, who I did a reading for. Stephanie says, Hi Hannah, you did a reading for me last Thursday. I wanted to follow up with some validation and information. I knew from listening to the podcast that I needed to be open and have a high vibration. I was running a bit late and instead of putting my wild hair into a dreaded mum bun, I thought why not space buns? I can feel your daughter cringing. Ha, I figured it would help break the ice. Um, I'll jump right in. As I'm sure I'll ramble if I don't. At a moment in our reading, you mentioned that there was a school hall of spirits that you had to weed through to reach my biological father. And I kind of chuckle when I think about it because I do have lots of friends who have passed on and I actually think of them and talk to them often. I know that the reading may have been a little difficult for you because I wasn't 100% sure who was coming through regarding my grandmother. The reason for that is that my extended family live further away and I'm only close to immediate family. My mother's mum is still alive, which left my father's mum and my great-grandmother on my mother's side. You had asked if I had a parent in spirit and that the grandmother was directing you to him. And then you told me her name was Kate. Her name was starting with a K, and my great-grandmother's name was Katie. I didn't quite remember what she looked like because my mum doesn't keep pictures in the house of family, so I couldn't remember what she looked like since she passed when I was six. After our reading, I did ask my mother and she was exactly as you described, big boobies, lol, she was built like me. Something interesting though, I know that you have mentioned that all souls return to love and light and some have a hard time processing that when it comes to bad people. My father was one of those. He molested my sister when she was six and at least one other little girl that we know of. I'm not sure that forgiveness is in me. I don't think I'm going to be talking to him on a daily basis, but I was open to let him make his peace. Hopefully it will help me find a little peace as well. I'm not sure why my mother's grandma would insist on bringing him through though. She hated him, understandably. But the spirit world works differently than we do here. You said that my grandmother kept mentioning a family tree. I recently have been tracking my ancestry through a DNA site. Maybe that's why she brought it up. The little girl with cancer you brought through was my friend's 
daughter who was 15. We have a non-profit charity for children with cancer. Her picture is everywhere and she is talked about daily. The girl's brother had just had a baby boy, which you mentioned in the reading. You brought up fairies. We couldn't think of anything that was linked to her with fairies outside of dragonflies. We see them all the time and her mum associates them with her. Still wasn't able to validate the teddy bear. Whilst not all readings are full of great memories and we don't hear from those who were the best to us at times, Spirit have a great way of giving us the messages they know we need. I wanted to let you know that you are very good at interpreting Spirit. If you ever have moments of doubt, look back on this reading and know that each Spirit that came through you 100% was able to give evidential evidence, three out of three. One last thing I'd like to add as a sitter, it takes a little time to process the information and I hope that those who are getting readings and giving readings remember it's a process and just to be open and not second guess the process. You have a beautiful gift and I'm very glad that spirit led me to you. I'm very glad too, Stephanie. And I wanted to say thank you very much for sharing for the podcast listeners that that vulnerable story of that, you know, your earthly experience with your father, that it was difficult to, for you to hear from him. And I've got to be honest here and say, when I was experiencing your dad, I knew that there was something and it felt like an addiction to me. Um, and I think spirit will have protected me there because it would make sense, wouldn't it, for me to to have known, at least have an inkling of what he'd done. But actually, I couldn't get an inkling of what he'd done. I just knew that it was bad and it felt like the addictive, compulsive kind of energy. But would I want to have experienced the energy of what what a child molester feels like? I don't think I would have. So I guess that that is the best that you're going to get in that scenario, certainly through me, is that kind of feeling of this negativity and this space and this gap. And also me having to navigate that on the brink of what I would call evidentially. Like I knew that there was a problem. I knew there was a gap. I knew that his behaviour was wrong. I knew that he regretted it, um, but I didn't know why. And I don't think bearing in mind what you've kindly shared for everyone to listen to, I would want to. And it is absolutely fascinating. And that is great that you have given us that reminder that um, it is a process and it always is. And I think it's very, very hard being a sitter. It's very, very hard. I know a lot of people, when I record readings and send them to people, there's lots of stuff in there they'd forgotten that I'd said or didn't make sense at the time. And when they're looking back, they're like, well, obviously that's that. And how amazing that your grandmother was able to show the intelligence of spirit by allowing your, in fact, drawing my attention to your father, but also that she was able to show that she knows what you're doing with your ancestry and she knows you're looking into your family tree. It's really quite mind-blowingly clever, the whole thing. So thank you for sharing that. And I hope that that helps all of the listeners on their journeys too. Okay, here's the next question from somebody who's going to remain anonymous because they preferred me to use their other name and I'm not sure which is their other name. So apologies, listener. 
Hi Hannah, I started my journey into psychic development and mediumship around two years ago. Your podcast was one of the first I listened to. I like your blend of listener questions, interviews and your personal reflections. This podcast is quite unique in this way and I've become a regular listener since. My question is around prejudices. You have previously mentioned that in your readings, people in spirit still retain some element of their personality from their earth life. What happens to the prejudices people had on earth? In my own life, I have experienced racism at times in my life, as is the case for people of colour. This issue has also been part of the world history, for example, where Europe, America and other countries were involved in slavery in Africa. How are prejudices managed in the spirit world for individuals and those groups in history who lived out their prejudices in the past? Really interesting question. And this is my second attempt at answering it because I just got so tied up in knots and then my dog started barking. So I decided that spirit were like, no way, don't do that one. I believe that a spirit is only the good stuff. There is nothing retained in a spirit that is the bad stuff. It just simply cannot exist in that vibrational state. But I do believe that spirits choose to sometimes play the part of the baddie for their own soul's evolution and for the evolution of the souls that are impacted by their baddiness. So I think it's always interesting because we're always talking about past lives as if the ones in future are set in the future of the timeline that we're experiencing on Earth. I don't believe that to be true. My next life could actually be incarnating in ancient Egypt or in Victorian times or in the American West. And the reason for that is known by my soul. Of course, for a soul, you're experiencing all your incarnations at once because there is no time. But if we were to cross it off in layers, it's not necessarily in the way that we think it's going to be. And so I believe that the souls that incarnated, for example, when there was slavery, knew in the intelligence of the spirit world exactly what they were getting into. Why the mind boggles? The mind boggles why you would agree to incarnate in such horrendous and painful and terrible circumstances. And to be honest, it's not something that I can answer as to why, because it doesn't make any sense to me. This is like when people say to me, you believe in God. And I say, yeah. And they say, well, your God sucks. He gives children cancer. And I go, yeah, I know. And the thing that spirit always bring me back to is when you're a human being having this human experience, it feels really, really long. But when you are a spirit having the human experience, it's a second, it's a blink. When you are a multidimensional, unlimited being that lives thousands of lifetimes in thousands of different incarnations in different planets, universes, bodies, families, genders, forms... It's just a moment in one of many that gives you an experience. You are source experiencing itself. 
And I guess sometimes we, our souls choose to experience absolutely horrendous things. But I'm also aware that I'm saying this to you from a very privileged space of a white middle class um, British woman. You know, so it's easy to say that when everybody around me touch wood as well. Like, it's easy to have that level of privilege. I mean, yes, there have been struggles, but they've been the struggle of the privileged. I'm well educated. I'm loved. I have a nice house and a nice car. I have food in my tummy. Um, I have money for extras. So it's easy to talk, isn't it, in those scenarios about what your soul chooses to go through. It's very different if you're absolutely at breaking point. And so I don't honestly know if souls regret when it is part of the greater plan, which I think is part of your question. And forgive me if I've just gone down a rabbit hole, but it's quite interesting that this question has come up after I just did Stephanie and Stephanie's dad and he wanted to make amends for the choices that he made in his reading. I wonder if the difference is a soul agreeing. I just don't know. I'm going back to the is there a choice question, which I'm always fascinated by. But I guess if you're a soul and you know that pain is a moment that has a vibration and an energy that will help you to grow and help you to learn. And you're in your gang of souls and you say, hey guys, I need to go to earth and learn this. Who's gonna come with me and teach me this? And this person goes, I'll teach you this because I will treat you so badly that you have self-esteem issues your whole life. And I'll do this, I'll be your unloving father who never gives you an iota of joy or happiness or recognition. I'll be the school bully that turns everyone at school against you and gives you anxiety problems. I'll be the guy that makes this happen to you. I'll be the lady that breaks your heart. And I guess that's how I view it in a very simplistic form because that is what your soul said it wanted to to experience. So then when you go back to spirit and you say, oh my God, you were racist to me. You were horrible to me. You broke my heart. You gave me anxiety. They go, yeah, did I do a good job? Did I, did I give you what you wanted? And that sounds completely nuts. I'm aware that that sounds nuts. So I'm fighting it. But that is my honest answer at this time at this moment and I will continue to think on this and if it expands or changes I will I will obviously let you guys know because I always do and I would love to know what you think dear anonymous what is your take on this as somebody who has experienced racism what what when you speak to spirit what are they telling you it's about I'd love to know because I'm not confident in my answer here. Um, I can only tell you the way that I experience spirit through my filter right now in this moment. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. And anyone who's listening to this, I would love um, your feedback. Let, you know, let's all learn together. That's what this podcast is all about. So drop me a message, drop me a text, drop me a voice note. Let me know. I'm fascinated. I hope that that makes sense. 
and I really hope I've not offended anybody. I'm really not trying to cause offence. It's just, I don't want to shy away from the difficult questions. I don't want to stay in my comfort zone because none of us grow in comfy. We have to have these conversations. We have to understand what it's for. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I often, in my very um, easy life, think, what the heck was I doing incarnating in this? This is so hard. So God knows what it's like to be incarnating in somewhere where you have to struggle in such horrible circumstances. Well, that's our thought for the day. And on that note, I will end the poddy. So thank you all for your questions, your comments, your feedback. As always, it's fascinating. I love thinking about it all and seeing where we go. And I look forward to catching up with you all again next week. Have a good one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.